Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pot on Loons. This is Justin. Hey, Pot on Your Loons. It's Sam. Pot on Your Loons. This is James. Guys, we had a week with no losses. Look at us. Yeah, two games, too. Yep. Celebration mode. We got yeah. points. It's always fun to have that midweek game, especially a midweek game against a USL championship team. Always fun to kinda, win those games. Kind of uh, guaranteed. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> well, I said USL championship team, not USL League One team. Right? That's so true. That's the true. League One games, our success rate is only about 50%. But yeah. championship, I don't think we've lost a USL, or sorry, I don't think we've lost a US Open Cup game to a USL championship team. I don't think so, anyway. You might have to get the stat man on that. <laughs> we, played, we played Cincinnati once upon a time. Like maybe like the year before Cincinnati was in the MLS, I think we played Cincinnati. But wasn't Phoenix that Rising? Didn't we play them one year? I think maybe. But wasn't wasn't it that uh, FC Cincinnati's like super deep run basically boosted them into the MLS? That was part of their thing. I think right? that was like... that was like the year before. Okay, that wasn't when they lost. Up. We did not end their C- Cinderella run. I think you're right. I do remember. Cincinnati was kind of like the darlings once upon a time, but yeah. Yeah. Once. Asking me questions I don't have the answers to, James. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd just throw it out there, you know. Speaking of throwing it out there, should I just start my five-worder? Sure. Oh, goals. Where art thou? <laughs> I thought it was like a oh, brother, where art thou reference. Yeah. But I guess, I guess that's also a Shakespeare reference. Yeah. Were you a theater kid, James? Uh, I was, uh, yes. <laughs> when I was younger, I uh, was in a couple of plays and then I transitioned to, I was a lighting technician, actually. So I did okay. all the lights and the, all that kind of stuff. And I was in the choir. So, I, yeah, I was, I was around. Can you spit some bars for us right now? Give us some, uh, give us some, some vocal... I need chat. Where's chat GPT? Where's Sam providing me some <laughs> lyrics when I need no, some? You got you to gotta sing uh, Savage Garden for us. Can you do that? Can you on the spot sing sing a Savage Garden song? Does anyone want that? Uh, I, no. Maybe. That's for the, that's for the premium episode, right? Yeah, that's for the a, premium. Yeah. For our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> yeah, we're multiple we, tiers. You can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could probably get like 10 bucks if we did that, right? Like. <laughs> Ten bucks? Yeah, I don't know. Does Carmen would Carmen pay on Patreon to watch James sing? Like she can just no, she can, she can, yeah, she has that all the time anyway. Yeah, yeah. One of my uh, favorite I... memories of checking in on James's Twitch channel was and right, I I'm not a Twitch guy. The only time I've ever used Twitch has been to support James. He was doing like a charity thing, like a 24 hour charity stream. And I log in. I'm not really sure what to expect. And James is just singing the never going to give you up. Never going (laughs) to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. Was this just like a cruel way to rickroll me? Yeah. Live rickrolling? Yeah. (laughs) It's actually a 24-hour stream of him singing that song (laughs) the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is. (laughs) Oh, man. The kids still, like the high school kids, right? I'm a high school teacher. They still are good at rickrolling. Like that hasn't died out yet. And it's still funny. 
Nice. Yeah, I'm 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 glad that Rick Rolling became the thing. Yeah. Uh, because when we were in college, and I we can't talk about it on the pod because it's not not safe for work or or anybody. But there were some man, there was some some Rick Roll esque things that happened in my college dorm that that I'm glad that I, I hope that those things don't happen anymore. Like you you if someone left their hmm. their laptop un uh, password yeah. protected. You oh, would yeah. like change their home page to something just disgusting. Like, you know, there, were, you know, there was a couple websites. You know, the favorite one. The favorite one was the one I I had this pulled on me, and it fooled me for longer than I would like to admit. Is you would take a screenshot of the desktop and then make that the background. <laughs> so when you go to double click <laughs> on the icons, the icons don't exist because it's a picture. That is a good yeah. one. Well, I, I thought the classic was to just change their birthday on Facebook so that it was uh, so that it was like that day. And then they would get just a ton <laughs> of happy birthday messages and texts and all that kind of stuff. Like that was always a fun one. And that was pretty innocent. Nice. That's a good one. I think we all just learned, like, don't leave your stuff unattended. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Don't trust anyone, right? Like that's <laughs> that's why. Or or the classic was turning your screen upside down, turning someone's screen upside down. Yeah. That was always oh a good gosh. one. Like that, that, when I was a teacher, that was that was kids would do that crap with the Chromebooks all the time, and it just drove me bonkers. I was just gonna <laughs> say, yeah, like especially during like the testing season when you would be trying to get all the computers already, and like some Dorcas would change change all the settings right before they leave. Right, because they're just sit- they get done with the test early. They're just sitting around waiting for everyone else to get done. So they just completely tank things for me, who's rushing <laughs> to try to get ready for the next group of kids to come in. Youths, those youths, man. Yeah, Ugh. kids these days. <laughs> yep. Oh man. All right, uh, Justin, you have an eight worder you wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey. Well, the hay is not a part of it, uh, but it is. At least we aren't sporting Kansas City fans because holy cow! Ooh, yeah, you saw that tweet that I sent you guys, right? That is that is bad. They are they are having a bad time, my friends. Not, no one's having fun. No one. No one's having fun there, right? No now. one is having fun. They they lost at home. This is the tweet, by the way, from uh, Tom Boggart, who got picked up by the Athletic. Which is fantastic yeah, for, him. for him. Like that is so super. I'm I'm super excited. Him and the mustache, getting a new yeah, home. He's, he's fab, fab with the mustache. Oh man, that mustache that's, that's- is. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Sporting Kansas City. They lost at home to CF Montreal, who had lost all five of their road games so the far in the season. They lost to the Big CF. <laughs> yeah, they lost to the Big CF. They are now winless to start 2023. Three draws, seven losses, three points, and a minus 12 goal difference. Worst in the MLS, bottom of the league, just terrible. They are they are absolutely having a shocker. I I kind of wanna I remember like back when we were starting this podcast, and I was a little bit more, I would say, nervous. Definitely feeling less confident in terms of my podcasting abilities. I would listen to the podcasts of a lot of other teams. And I remember listening to a Sporting Kansas City podcast. I got to find that one. Check it out. <laughs> see how much they're freaking out. Like, are they Peter Vermeer? Are you out? okay? 
Are you okay, guys? <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if they're Vermees yeah. out. Gotta be. Yeah, it's, it's it's not good, I would say. It's yeah, man, that's uh Oofta. Oofta. Isn't that what you guys say up there? Oofta? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So they they had they had such a good run, right? Like they were good for a lot of years. But the last two seasons, they've just been atrocious. You know, like yeah. they they went from being so in 2020 they were fifth in the league. So in all of MLS, uh, tw- twenty twenty one they were fourth in the league, and then twenty twenty two twenty third, and then now they're last, dead last. Right? Like, wow, what a just what a big fall. Right. And in fact, the the weird thing is, is like they're on three points. The LA Galaxy are on six points, and then. There are six teams that are on nine points. I won't list all of them, but the big CF is one of them. In fact, I will list all of them. Into Miami, CF Montreal, Charlotte, the New York Red Bulls, Austin, and Colorado. So some big teams on there, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of teams that are just sitting on nine, doing not a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Sporting Kansas City, though, clearly the worst of the bunch there by... Yeah, long way. Only CF Montreal is in double digits for like minus goal difference, and they're at minus ten. So the fact that they won two nil means they overtook Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's bad, guys. It's bad. But hey, like you said, at least we're not Kansas City fans. There we go. Could be worse. They can't have everything. They got the Super Bowl. They got the draft. Like, share the wealth. Yeah. You can't. You can't win the Super Bowl and have a good MLS team. So. They have a relatively recent uh, World Series title too, right? They do. Yeah. That they they got some they got some good times. I mean, though their baseball team has been they've had like two or three amazing years, and they've just been garbage every other year. Sure. Who, who is the, who is their baseball team? I'm still not. Kansas City Royals. Oh, oh yeah, aren't they terrible this year? I mean, what year? What year are we talking about? Right? Like they've they've been terrible forever, but they they did win a World Series in the last. I don't know, like t- 10 years, maybe? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, getting old, but I can't even remember how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> it's, did they win the one, like, immediately after the Cubs, so, like, 2017? I'm going to lock in that one for my answer. I think it was 2017. Was it Royals 2015? They won the one before the Cubs. Oh, right before. Mm, good memory. Okay. Beat the Mets 4-1. Yeah, good memory, Justin. They also made it in 2014 and lost in seven to the Giants. So yeah, they they had uh, their pitching staff was fantastic. A lot of great players on that team, but they're they're a classic, uh, you know, a classic team in the Major League Baseball league that just they want to develop guys on the cheap, and then they will not pay them. So sometimes it can work, right? Sometimes you can build something pretty nice, but but you're always you're always looking for 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 contributions when you don't keep any of your good players longer than their first contract or their first. Uh, like all the team control, baseball's weird. Like the, all the rules and stuff, but yeah, they don't pay their players. Bottom yeah. line, they should take some pages out of the MLS book on how to be less weird in how you construct your rosters and pay players and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> the the TAM and GAM for for pitches. Like, <laughs> what, one more thing on Kansas City. One more thing on the Kansas City Royals. Right, a team I don't care about playing a sport that I care very little about. 
It was fun watching Paul Rudd just like party with everyone else. And I, I remember him being on TV, inviting people back to his parents' house. <laughs> he That's said he had a keg. Sounded like a good time. <laughs> if, if, if I find out that Paul Rudd's secretly a jerk, man, I'm going to I'm going to be so sad. Like he, he is what I would hope to be. Like if I became rich and famous, yeah. I hope that I could be like him and just just seem like a chill dude that just knows that life is perfect for them. Yep. You know, enjoy the ride. Yeah. And just not age. Right. All right. He's looked the same since uh, you look at clueless, right? He was yeah. the, he was the older brother and clueless, the older stepbrother. Make it a little less weird, I guess. But yeah. Cause they end up dating, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie. Wait, <laughs> but he, he, doesn't look much older than he did then, right? And he was he was in his twenties, so yeah. Uh, Way to go, Paul Rudd. Way to yeah, go. Yeah, good for you. Way should, to go. Should we talk about you know some some non baseball stuff? Yeah, sure, sure. So sure. Uh, we have some news to go over from our favorite other teams. Uh, lots of Aurora stuff to talk about. We have two games to talk about as as talk, as we mentioned before, but first. We have an update on our boy Ray. Yeah, and and, and it, it's an update that came from elsewhere, right? Like it's yeah. just a it line super dropped weird. during the broadcast. <laughs> super weird. Like the whole like there was a lot of Twitter being like, D- huh? What? What? D- huh? What? How, how does he know? What? Who? Is this real? <laughs> Surely this is fake. Yeah. So Taylor Twelman of the FS1 broadcast team. So Taylor Twelman on, uh, well, on the, on the broadcast, whether you're watching on FS1 or whether you're watching on Apple TV, he says regarding the efforts by Minnesota United to get Emmanuel Reynoso back in Minnesota. The quote was two weeks ago, they were down in Argentina and felt like Reynoso was going to get on the plane. And then 24 hours later, he did not. So, that was two weeks ago, so mid-April. Wild. Wild. Just out of nowhere. Just like, flew oh, flicking through the Argentina. notes. Uh, let me see. What else can we talk about? Uh, we haven't talked about Ray enough. Oh, yeah, we were, they were there. Yeah. They were in Argentina. Just they meh. talk about Reynoso all the time, right? What? They talk about Reynoso an annoying amount of time. They never brought up the fact that we sent a plane full of Minnesota United coaches down to Argentina? Yeah, just, Okay. And cool. Was this like the international the break? This must have been the international break, right? Maybe? Must must have been, maybe. No, I don't know. I, I mean, we? this is two weeks ago. Like, we were doing stuff two weeks ago. Did they send, like, Ryan Longwell and Jared Jared Allen on that plane, too? Like, <laughs> did they? They, no, did they, was, yeah. they tried that? Have they thought of that? It was uh, Robin Ludd and uh, Michael Boxall. Those would be the two guys I would send. Two, two, two weeks ago was the Orlando City game. So there was no break, right? I mean, oh, I guess I, that actually, if you were already that's... in Orlando, right? Like the the big hub to get to South America is Atlanta, I believe. Except we played at home. Oh, <laughs> so. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and they, so they just, took a, just took a casual midweek trip to Argentina to see your boy Ray. All right, hey Ray, we got here's the ticket. Ray, you're gonna are we gonna see you on the plane, Ray? You're gonna be there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. And yeah, then yeah. it's just. Is is it one of those things where they're they're sitting in the plane and his seat's empty, 
and and they close the gate and it's just it's like the movies right it's just like where's ray where'd he go yeah love story when he's like running through the airport (laughs) but he's not running through the airport because he's he's not going to the airport uh, paging Mr. Uh, Renoso, your uh, last call. Mr. Renoso, last call. And then just never rocks up. What if, like, we're talking about it from the perspective of Minnesota United, where Ray is not on the plane and we're sad. But what if on the other end, there's this, like, love story in Argentina, and he's, like, on the phone, uh, leaving a voicemail, and there's a scene where someone's listening to his voicemail, like, did he get off the plane? Did he get off the plane? And then he comes into the door and he's like, I got off the plane. <laughs> Sorry, that was a friend's reference. James has probably never seen that show. Uh, not really. I've seen bits, but no. Sam's just going to start going through his catalog of all the nostalgia culture that he has from his past. And just Pivot. be like, bitch, bitch, you don't know anything about this, James. Pivot. I don't <laughs> think friends is specific to me, okay? <laughs> Look, we're on a Fair. break. All right, we were on. That's Renoso right now. We're on a break, <laughs> dude. Ray, Ray just has us. He has us wrapped around his finger, right? Like, oh, man. Uh, a, 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 a TV reference. What is it from? How I Met Your Mother? Uh, on the hook, right? Uh, yeah, like, there's the that hook, whole episode yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ray, Ray has us on the hook so bad right now, and and every time he talks, it's like, yeah, we're we're trying really hard to get him. Taylor Tillman's like, there's no way, and there's no way they'd ever, like, why would you ever after that, right? Why would you ever want to do anything with this guy? And and then, you know, as as Sam will talk about, he's just like, no, nah, man, we we're here for you, Ray. Come on, Ray. Come on. I get score goals. Papa wants you home. <laughs> Papa, Papa wants Heath. You home. Papa I, Heath wants you home. I right, and I'm I'm gonna try to be serious for a second, right? I I said a couple weeks ago that when I heard that Ray was no longer living with his wife and with his kid, and when I heard a couple weeks ago that Heath looked emotional when talking about Ray, not not emotional in a way of like, yeah, this, this guy was supposed to be our ticket to the MLS Cup final. Not emotional in that way, like emotional, like Heath seemed emotional. If I'm trying to infer Heath's emotions, Heath's actually worried about the guy. Right. And when you when you hear about how he's no longer living with his wife and kid and you you can see, right, like you can see how much he cares about his family. Right. There was kind of a, a Reynoso slump was a year or two ago, and it was a really big deal getting his family into Minnesota um, so that he could kind of have that part of his life, you know, here with him. And he started playing a lot better. Right. You know what his family means to Reynoso. And. Even if you don't, I mean, you can, it's not good to not be with your kid. It's it's not good to not be living with your kid. That's not a good situation, especially when there's no reason behind it. You hear about that and you just can't help but think about the personal issues, the personal struggles that Ray must be going through. And I could see, frankly, I could see Heath caring about him in that way too. You know, the way that Heath's talking about it. Heath's quote, We've had a lot of people down there a lot of the time. Obviously was disappointing. We thought he was going to get back, but he didn't. We'll keep asking the question and hopefully some sort of common sense will prevail and he gets on a plane and gets back home. I mean, right. Heath knows Reynoso is an athlete in his prime, only has a certain amount of years to make money doing this. And Reynoso's not getting paid anything right now. 
Think about what that means for him. Think about what that means for his kid. This is just such a mess. This is just such a mess. And I hope that Ray figures it out soon. But I, I don't know. I don't think that we're just groveling at his feet for him to return because of the soccer player that he is. I, I think it's more than that. I don't know. I know nothing. I know nothing other than what Heath has said. What Taylor Twelveman tells us on, on broadcasts. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> dropping casual things on broadcast. Just, wow. I mean, you know something fun, though, about Taylor Twelman? He loves Robin Ludd. That was uh, that was apparent. He was he he said he said he what did he say? He said that Robin Ludd is is one of the best players in this league. Like, and he it wasn't like I, I mean he obviously Taylor Twelman likes to hear himself talk. Like he's 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 definitely definitely one of those kind of guys, right? He's gonna say a lot of stuff, but he he's an honest dude, and he'll he'll say if a guy's trash or or whatever. But it was really nice to hear him just gushing about Robin Ludd. I mean, Lud had an amazing game, right? That 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 is part of it. But oh my god, he, you know, he he's the best player on our team, and right now, right without Ray, and uh, he's he's playing very well. Hopefully, hopefully it pays off. <laughs> can you can you imagine how much he would have been gushing if Lud had scored that goal that he like mm. twiddled through a bunch of defenders? Oh man. Mm-mm-mm. Let's talk about Aurora. We have once again more signings. <laughs> I swear, one so many episode, signings. One episode, we'll stop talking about new signings, but it is not this episode. I mean, you you really have to when all of these signings are for one season, right? So even the players yeah. you brought back are newsworthy. Every every single player is treatworthy. We welcome Kennedy Faulkner, a UCLA alum, and we got some Aussie connection here. Center back for Canberra United, the capital. Which is uh, which is pretty sick in the, in the female women's sorry in the women's A League. Uh, Twenty fifteen, at the age of sixteen, she also represented the Canadian national team, where she was the youngest centre back to ever play for Canada. So, yeah, that's that's pretty big, man. That's like, pretty what's awesome. That? Yeah, I, I've seen eight years the, ago. Whew. I've seen the Aurora hype machine kind of speak more for this player than than anyone else. So she would be how old now? Like, twenty uh, eight, uh, uh, twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Twenty three. She'll be twenty four during the season. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But still, UCLA, Canberra United. That's a big program. UCLA Canada. might might be. I don't know if like they're the best college women's soccer team, but I, I know that they're up there as being one of the best. A lot of yeah. good players. A lot of good national team players for the U.S. have come through that program. So. That's that's a good get. Uh, it's kind of confusing to see that she, you know, it looks like she only played when she was seventeen or sixteen for Canada. So you know, who knows what her journey is between then and now? But obviously, a good prospect, right? At some point, maybe she yeah. can catch fire again with us. The the funny thing to look at when you look at her like Wikipedia, I didn't even realize it was just below. So yeah, twenty three. Uh, is that? She actually played for Canada, and then afterwards she played for the under-17s. So <laughs> she went under-15s, national team, under-17s, which is kind of really interesting. But, uh, yeah, nothing since nothing since 2016. But, yeah, played for UCLA for 67 appearances, scored eight goals from the defense, played for Canberra United. 
The thing about it is we talk up Canberra United, but she's made two appearances. So, yeah, but it's still, not like, like that. That is yeah, a good. She, that is a good she, league, though. Like a lot of the NWSL players have a history of playing there because their seasons are are opposite. Yeah. Right. So a lot of NWSL players have made appearances over in the A League over, over the years. So good league. I I mean, nice nice profile. And like you got to remember, right? Minnesota Aurora is an amateur team. Right. Yeah. Most of our players are college players. The fact that we do have an actual professional player on the squad for the summer, that's pretty sweet. So I, I can see why like the Aurora hype machine is is really, really activated for this player. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty exciting. This is sick, man. This is like this is super cool. I think this is going to be great. Hopefully it also, you know, kickstarts a Canberra United career and kickstarts maybe coming back to Canada. So. Maybe we'll uh, we'll see what we can do there. We also had some training players for 2023. Uh, Maya Dempsey returned, as well as Tyler Sa- Sailors. I think it's Guessing Sailors. Sales. Right? Sales. Sales. <laughs> this is my favorite part of this podcast. Dude. Sailors. Is yeah, James yeah. trying to say all these names? <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we rely on them anytime. It's like. Uh, you know, like a more like yeah. Latin name or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But then just like basic American name, like sales. <laughs> it's it, Tyler. It, Tyler. Yeah. Tyler sales. Yeah. Um, Emily. 99% Ollier. sure it's sales. <laughs> sales. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Uh, B Chang uh, f- from St. Paul and Ava Bjorkman Tracy. That's Bjorkman hyphen Tracy. Yeah, from uh, Asheville, University of North Carolina, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that Asheville's different from Chapel Hill. I don't know what I don't know what Chapel Hill is. <laughs> Chapel Hill would be like where Michael Jordan played. The Tar Heels. The Tar Heels. When <laughs> yeah. you think of North Carolina, you think of but they're just called North Carolina. Like yeah. you don't call it Chapel Hill. Yeah. Okay. There we go. I learn something new every day. I have a I have a friend from North Carolina actually. A big big Panthers fan. So, yeah, we used to work together in Australia. There you go. Fun fact. Uh, but speaking of fun facts, weird segues, uh, the Rockstar coaches are back. Yeah, you just have to deal with me in segues. All of them? Uh, all of them. <laughs> looks like it. Yeah, yeah it looks like all of them. Uh, Jen Larrick, Cassie Ulrich came back as well, as well as uh, our head coach. And that was it, right? Jen Larrick was assistant coach, was it? So... I think so, yeah. So, the whole the whole squad is back. Everyone's here. Undefeated 2022 regular season, as we know, and the run all the way to the championship. So, I'm excited to see uh, all four coaches back. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be real cool. Let's get that. Can trophy. I cut in real quick? Can I cut in real quick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to just to pour one out for our hopes that that James was gonna get the broadcast job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buds. Uh, ah, it's fine. Uh, I honestly think they probably went with someone a little more qualified than me, uh, which was fair enough. You, so, yeah, you, you haven't been on ESPN they before? They didn't, watch, <laughs> they didn't watch the tape of you broadcasting on Twitch for Halo no. tournaments and were like... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about his, his interview at the Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. That's when they knew. Oh, I should have submitted that tape. Oh, man. So many things. Missed opportunities. No, uh, welcome to the 2023 broadcast team. The play-by-play, it is Jake Griffith. 
I have no idea who that is, but cool. Uh, six years of play-by-play with the NJCAA. I also don't know what that is. That- uh, National Junior College Athletic Association. Yeah. We have a lot of colleges. Okay. So and the ju- NCAA, obviously. So, like, Aaron Rodgers played in junior college before going to Cal. So, junior college... Junior college, you would either, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it as kind of like, you know, just sort of a lower tier college program, or there are a lot that are trying to give high school athletes basically another year or two to boost their resume so that they can make it for a big time NCAA program. Hmm. It's like what Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, the NJCAA, the NCAA, and ESPN. So, all the way up. But actually, the the name I know more, uh, which is the color commentary, is former Seattle Reign, now OL Reign, which is the team I follow in the NWSL, fun fact, and Thorns FC Forward, which is Danny Foxhoven, or Danny Foxhoven Young, technically. So, yeah, NWSL player going to be on the common color commentary, which is uh, super exciting. Very cool. Also, so these are the people you lost out to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I lost out to uh, someone who commentates at all levels of college in ESPN and an M- and, uh, NWSL player. <laughs> yeah. Not surprising when when you think about it. We were uh, We were actually talking about you in my history class today. Oh, James. interesting. Yep. Because I recorded myself doing a couple of things for the class and put it on YouTube so that students would have access to it. So I was joking that I'm a YouTuber now, which they don't know that I do have a YouTube channel for the trivia. They don't they don't know about that, though. (laughs) So I was was making jokes that I was now a YouTuber and a kid told me that, yeah, when are you going to start selling merch? And... (laughs) I was like, funny you say that. We were just teasing one of my friends. He has a Twitch channel and sells his own merch. His fiance bought one. Yep. <laughs> True story. So I'm, I'm assuming you didn't get any of your class to, to buy my merch, which is what I'm hearing. So I didn't. It's a missed opportunity. I assume that you have some <laughs> choice words Extra there. credit? Are you allowed to put extra credit? Or give extra credit for purchasing your friend's stuff. I don't think I'm supposed to use the class to advertise for my friend. <laughs> Why not? What are we teaching kids these days? That's oh man, never going to be a teacher. Also, I just noticed like Danny Foxhoven went from Seattle to to Portland Thorns. That's like going from Arsenal to Chelsea or like Arsenal to to Tottenham or something. That's that's what that is. That's oof. Yeah. Also, yeah. I will I will forever get annoyed at the fact that Seattle Rain changed their name, but hey, that's uh, that's the way it is. I also think we- it's funny that the Sounders and the Timbers now have like one of the same sponsors that Providence, right? Providence, yeah, uh, the the healthcare group or the <laughs> hospital or whatever they have the they have the naming rights to the Portland Stadium, and they are the kit sponsor for Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, putting all your eggs in, in in the Pacific Northwest basket. But of I course, that's kind of funny. As you said, Justin, when we sign a lot of new players, we also have to say goodbye to a bunch of players. And some of these, yeah, some of these are pretty sad. Uh, we have to say a big thank you to Rachel Preston, Morgan Turner, Mayu Inakawa, Sangmin Cha, 
Sarah Fuller, obviously. Uh, we already knew that. Abby Brantner, Shelby Hoppio, and Jill Bennett. Man, there are some there are some names in there that that aren't coming back. Which, which is <laughs> those are some sad. names of players. <laughs> yeah, those are some just names. the way <laughs> of players. I mean, Morgan Turner. That's returning. she. She's in Portugal, right? So yeah, last we checked, anyway. Yeah, so we should, we should check back in on how she's doing. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why she's not coming back. Maybe yeah, we man. do Sometimes a segment coming up. Like, where are they now? Where are they now? Yeah, <laughs> Aurora uh, edition. So when I made these notes, I I, I was just kind of going down memory lane a b- little bit. So uh, the two of for me, I guess. I mean, Sarah Fuller's Sarah Fuller, right? We we know <laughs> how big picture? of a deal she was. Yeah, that of her twerking. <laughs> <laughs> What? Um, but the, the, if you I, look at the notes, like look, the Minnesota oh. Aurora posted some pictures of the team, and one of them is just Sarah Fuller twerking in the circle. Like that's but, the thank you photo. But I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Shelby. Uh, she hope you out. She's from Hawaii. Like uh, like I spent some time in my life, and she was the first person to score for our team. So that was huge. In uh, it was really fun seeing her kind of react to all the interviews and everything, like the aftermath, like it kind of showed how just big of a deal this was, right? Like no one, no one really knew what to expect. And then we scored a goal and we, we played a game and then these, these kids got to be rock stars and she got to get interviewed by the news and all that stuff. Right. But even better, uh, was Mayu's that, that PK that she took where she just, just walks the slowest. Like she's like this little run up. Yeah. Yeah slow motion run up and she she nails it right like that was they brought her in just to do that i think i mean she maybe played in one or two other games other than that but like they subbed her in just to take this pk was that against indy 11 in the playoffs i think i was it i think i was there for that one um i feel like i was there for a really like dramatic pk right it was one one yeah so looking at i'm watching the clip again right so 65th minute we're tied one one with indy 11 in the playoffs and they bring her in to do this. Like, just amazing. Yeah. Stone cold. Yeah, I, I was there. That was that was nuts. That was nuts. It was so, so nerve-wracking <laughs> watching that, but it worked. Awesome. Yeah, that was a good... Bam. That was, thanks for that reminder, yeah. It was so epic. But yeah, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's quite a list of people. I think there was a Rachel Preston or, or a Morgan Turner highlight where... She just nutmegged this girl and just turned her to, to smoke, basically. Just absolutely blitz right past her as well. So that's uh, that's a good clip. There's a lot of good clips, actually. So, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's going to be sad. We'll see if they come back next year. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's how it goes. But speaking of this year over next year, uh, Kit Reveal, just six days away. Ooh. May the 7th, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Mall of America Rotunda. The Huntington Bank Rotunda, as we talked about last week. Yep. Everything gets a naming right. Even the rotundas. Yep. We look forward to uh, Providence Pot on Your Loons or whatever whatever sponsor <laughs> we get. But yeah, uh, yeah, should be great. Meet team, buy merch, May 7th, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Be there or, or miss out. And we are officially 24 days away from kickoff. There Wednesday, May the 24th, 7 p.m. versus Rochester. Ooh. Have you guys bought tickets yet or what? No. No. Nice. I have no, not. But, Come um, on. 
But I will. I will. It'll happen. I will. I'm just not on top of I don't know if stuff. I need to buy season tickets, but I think I'll buy ga- tickets to a couple games for sure. Yeah, I, I'm for sure. I, yeah, and we got to get on this. We got to get on this. I know that last year they were all selling out. So I think it's just been like, it's been spring where you live and it hasn't been spring here. So the idea of soccer season hasn't, like it's it's dawned on me obviously because we do this podcast and I've been to Allianz once this year so I do get that it's soccer season it just doesn't feel like it yet. I mean, I mean you say it's spring here I've maybe I've been in shorts twice so it's not it's not been that spring for us. Yeah, maybe but there's been people in shorts more in Minnesota than I have. You been guys here. have like leaves though. We don't have any leaves on our trees yet. Touche. Which is unusual okay. for for May 1st. Like, okay. like, I don't think like the, they haven't started selling flowers outside of the grocery stores and hardware stores and whatnot. I don't think they've done that yet. Like the garden centers are still all closed. Like no one's, yeah, no one's out doing the stuff yet. You know, okay. we had snow not that long ago, right. which is unusual for us. All right. I, th- I think that's where I'm at is that I'm not you trying to believe. put it off. I just, it just doesn't feel. Yeah. Doesn't feel like we are 24 days away from the Aurora opener. Doesn't feel like it's May. Really is the main point. Doesn't feel like it's May. All right. All right, Justin, you want to talk about the doubloons? Yeah, that's all the Aurora news we have. Yeah, the the doubloons, they'll get them next time. <laughs> it was uh it was not a good last two games for the squad. Uh we we weren't able to talk about the the previous game because it was happening after our last podcast, but they got smoked by Whitecaps FC two. Uh, they lost five to two to them. Oof, that's rough. Um, and then they played uh, this past Friday. They played Austin FC two, and it was one one draw into the final. And then, as we know in this league, they do penalty kicks, and unfortunately, Austin won the penalty kicks six to five. Also brutal is that they were playing with ten men for the last thirty minutes of the game. So, um, and then scored. Yeah. And then scored, right? We were up one nothing. They they get a guy sent off, and then they proceed to tie it and then win the game. So, bummer, but what can you do? Try to win again. D- Diogo Pacheco, though, still just keeps scoring. So he had he had a goal in each of the games. I think he. I think I saw a tweet that said he is the golden boot at the moment. That'd be cool. So, yeah, he uh, he has a lot of goals. That'll up his uh, trade value, right, to the next uh, expansion team? <sighs> Too soon, Justin. Too soon. <laughs> Did you, Well, you saw the reports, right? Did you see the reports about Azeel Jackson? He's been no, scouted he by him? Europe now. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's being scouted by Europe. And uh, every single tweet I saw from, Uni- from uh, Loons fans was just <sighs> typical. So. We do have... We do. We would have the rights to twenty five percent of his transfer fee should he be signed in Europe. So, but you know who had seventy five percent? Not us. Yeah, I know. Not us. I know. St. Louis. <laughs> I, I just sad. Right, like I, I, he had a very great Open Cup game against. Was it Union Omaha? I think it was Union Omaha, where I think he scored a brace. It might have been a. I don't we think he got a hat trick. I think you know my last year then. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Could have could have played for us last year then maybe. Yeah, probably could have. I just want to point out it's not 
like he didn't start against us. He got on the field against us when we played St. Louis City, but he did not start against us. He made uh, he made quite the appearance against Union Omaha, but they are a USL one team. Scored just, in the third minute. I just want Minnesota United fans to not overreact to someone getting a couple of goals against a USL one team. And which is more than which is more than we could manage, right? <laughs> I mean, like he's been scouted by some Bundesliga teams, but that doesn't mean he has been signed by some Bundesliga teams. Maybe it was a giant disaster letting him go. We don't know that for sure yet. Is really what I'm getting at. Let's pump the brakes on that. Yeah. So he scored two goals: uh, the third minute and the 66th minute, and they won five-one. So yeah. Also. Really interesting point while you're on the doubloons. Did you know that Wrexham are coming to the US to play LA Galaxy 2? Yes. Really? Yes. Nice. Yeah. They're coming in July. I think That's, they're uh, going to play Manchester United in the United States as well. We are all aboard the Wrexham train. I have people yeah. that don't know soccer at all ask me about Wrexham. Like, yeah. We are all about it over here. That is. Uh, that is nuts. Oh, actually, sorry. Diego Pacheco Pacheco is uh, second in the golden boot list. He has scored five goals, though. Okay. So, good on him. Doing good things, man. There you go. So, the Mingos had a 0-0 draw at home to Charlotte Independence, which is different from Charlotte. It's just Charlotte FC. Charlotte FC <laughs> is the one in the MLS, yeah. Different from that. Yeah. Next match will be at One Knoxville SE. That's an interesting name. One Knoxville. They're new this year. I like their badge. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Very nice. Yeah, kind of like yeah. a sunrise. Yeah. Looks like a Star Wars-esque. Yeah. Like Tatooine thing. Yeah, look that up. One Knoxville SC. I wonder what the one means. Like, where does that come from? Is that their kind of way of saying? The only one? Yeah. It's is like that the like- Highlander reference. <laughs> Their way of saying United, but they don't want to say United because that's too cliche at this point. So we are one. Everyone is. I don't know. Everyone is one. So yeah, that that's Forward Madison. I noticed Justin put in here. Justin, I have bad news for you. So Justin wants uh, us to go to Dilf Night in Madison on June 10th. So Forward Madison has this promotion, Dad's in Love with Football Night, where you get like a free <laughs> beer and some sandals so and socks. Great. I can't. I can't, Justin. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'm, I'm busy. Maybe, uh, maybe they'll do another Dilf night. You know, I'm busy that day. Uh, I, ha- I have, I have a paid trivia gig. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I, I can't get mad at you about yeah. that. Yeah, he's that, moving up in the world. Moving up Hello. in the world. Yeah. No, that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah, people have started paying me to do trivia. It's weird. Used to be just. <laughs> I mean, it's still mostly something I just do for free on YouTube. But yeah, it's weird. People paying me to do it now. There you go. Uh, I, I have a theory about your one Knoxville thing, by the way. A quick look at their Wikipedia page. They were known as Knox Pro Soccer. And then when they went professional and moved to USL League One, they became one Knoxville. So maybe the one was related to the the league that they're in. That's dumb. I don't know. There, there, is, there is a link which I'm going to send you guys because I can't look at it because, you know, I'm not in the right country. Yeah. So you can look that up yourself. Whatever. We can talk about Knoxville later. Um, hey, let's let's get to that first game. Let's get to that first game. Um, 
at Detroit City FC, we win 3-1. Now, I'm really, really glad that we won 3-1 because in the fifth minute, we were actually down one nothing. So we were losing from the fifth minute until the 60th minute. And that was almost really embarrassing for us, especially after last year using losing to Union Omaha. So well done. We win 3-1 on the road at Detroit City FC. Uh, I, I want to do a little history lesson. Do you guys want to talk about the game at all before I talk about their stadium? Uh, no, I, I, I guess other than it was good to see them come back. I know I was nervous. You know, you give up a goal in the first five minutes. That's that's tough. But glad to see that they came out in the second half and, and, and just found a way to be better like we knew they should be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, Emmanuel Iwe scored a goal. First goal. So that was pretty cool. Franco scored. Amaria scored. Great. I think Amaria scoring is is big too. You know, just for his confidence yeah. and oh, totally. Because if if yeah, I, yeah. I want to say that he missed a pretty good chance during this game too. So to have him, you know, we've said this before, to have him be a goldfish, kind of like Bongi has. You have a miss, but then go back and get it. I think that that was good. That's got to be good for the confidence. So anything else you want to say? Paddleford started. Irwin was in goal. It was a nice. Uh, it was a nice little change to the lineup. Dunbar was there as well. So, yeah, I think a good mix of uh, getting some new talent in and also realizing that we don't want to do what we did last year, where we put out a team that wasn't mm, super great and then we lost. So, uh, we we still had enough big guns to to get the job done. But like, okay, N- not. I mean, I would have to look up the team that we played against Union Omaha, but the team we played against Union Omaha, I mean, Adrian Hunu was in that lineup, right? I do remember that part. Like, we had some good guys playing against Union Omaha. And uh, our lost. lineup was, our lineup was, uh, okay, yeah, actually, you're not wrong. It was Eric Dick, it was DJ Taylor, Boxall, Kibanguchi, and Fisher, Ariaga, Jacori Hayes, Halongwane, Hanu, Fragapane, and Amaria. Yeah, so a mix of starters, like backup guys that would get decent playing time like Ja'Cory Hayes and a couple of you know younger guys that you're just looking to have some game time. But that's not a bad lineup. That's not a lineup that should lose to Union Omaha. So True. We did only have a subs bench of five, of which we used four of them. Rosales, Hansen, Paddleford, and Azil Jackson. And Big Fred was on the bench and got no playing time. Well, cool. Um, I yeah, I just wanted to give a little shout out to. I think Detroit City's stadium is pretty cool. I know it it probably wasn't much to look at, but that stadium was built in 1936 as part of the Works Progress Administration. Which, if you guys um aren't are unfamiliar with the Works Progress Administration, that was part of Roosevelt's New Deal during his presidency where he's trying to get the country out of the Great Depression. One of his initiatives was essentially all these public works progress, all these public works projects around the country where not only is he hiring people to work on these projects, right? Where we have record unemployment rates, people are starving, no one has any money. So not only is he employing massive amounts of people, but the idea is is that he is also employing lots of people to rebuild the infrastructure of the United States of America. And this stadium, Keyworth Stadium in I, I, uh, the name of the town, Hamtramck, 
Michigan. Hamtramck is one of those suburbs that's entirely surrounded by Detroit. So pretty much Detroit, but it's called Ham Hamtramck. I, mean, I know I'm saying that wrong, but that that stadium, part of the Works Progress Administration, again, opens in 1936, opened by Franklin Delano Roosevelt himself during his 1936 campaign for re-election. So I, I think that that's just really cool. Um, Detroit City, their supporters did like a crowdfund. I, I want to say... Ooh, I, I want to say it was like $750,000 or $850,000. Like, you know, if you round it up, it would have been close to a million dollars that they crowdfunded to renovate that place. I just think that that is so cool that they did that. I know, again, I know it's not much to look at, but the history of that building and then the fact that, you know, the fans put their money where their mouth was and they made it, they made it what it is. You compare that to Alliance Field, like, yeah, Alliance Field is really cool. I'm glad we have Alliance Field. I would not want Minnesota United to move from Alliance Field to Keyworth Stadium, but I didn't do jack for Alliance Field, right? I have no ownership over Alliance Field. I have no, I take no pride in Alliance Field other than it happens to be in my city. I did nothing for that. Detroit City fans actually made Keyworth Stadium what it is, at least what it is today, post-renovation. And I think that that's awesome. You tie it in with the local history. I think that that's really cool. Yeah, that was a really cool stadium. Uh, was enjoying looking at it as we were watching. It, it, yeah, it was like, it kind of felt like a high school stadium. I do appreciate that it didn't have the, the lines on the field because I know they do play high school football there still. Um, but it looked like a fun place. Just a lot of cool natural look to it. Obviously, right? It's a historic site, so that was fun. And and you speak about historic stadiums. I don't know if you guys have seen what's happening with Luton Town in the championship, by the way. Yeah, that they so, might be in the Premier League soon, yeah. Yeah, so their total wage bill is six million pounds for their entire team. And one of my mates uh, who's a Reading fan actually went to their, he goes to almost every game, home and away commitment. Uh, he went to their stadium and their away entrance is in between two houses. And as you walk up, you basically overlook a whole lot of people's gardens and the, and the stadium backs like onto the gardens, like on the back wall of people's houses. And um, the thing is that Luton Town Stadium doesn't actually, it's a uh, Kenilworth field, I think is how you say it. Uh, Kenilworth road. Sorry. It's, it doesn't meet premier league broadcast standards. So it has, they have to spend 10 million pounds, 10 million pounds to make their stadium re like meet regulations for the premier league. And, uh, yeah, they only play their players six million pounds, and they have to spend ten million if they make it to upgrade their stadium to be good enough, which is wild. So, also talking about stadiums, they, uh, yeah, they're like the real the real football manager story that they've come from like fifth tier, and they could be in the Premier League next season. Yeah, and that's, that's there's one player that plays for them, and if they make it, he'll be the first ever player to go from non-league to Premier League with the same team. Wow. Yeah, that that is pretty cool. It has been kind of cool following Luton Town a little bit. I believe they're fan-owned, too, like the same way the Packers are, which is pretty cool. Um, 
Yeah, I know. Like, we have a guest. What's that? We have a guest. Yeah, there's a doggy here. I saw Michelle up here too. I was going to say hi to Michelle, but she already left. <laughs> this is Juniper. This is our. This is our youngest. You're, can you hear her? Her her nasal. Yeah. <laughs> can you hear her snuffle, snuffling yeah. away. She's going to get a nose job when she gets fixed. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um. And it also reminded me of Union Berlin, where I, I believe that the fans took took part in not only raising the funds for that stadium, but physically building it as well. Yep. It just, right, you want your club to be yours. I, I've always said it, it's not so much that, it's not so much that your club goes and wins a lot of stuff. Winning a lot of stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. I love winning. But to me, it makes, it's more important that your club is yours. And, right, these clubs like Luton Town, um, Luton Town, uh, Union Berlin, Detroit City, even though they were kind of D-bags, like they're, they're, they were kind of D-bags on Twitter to Minnesota United fans, which I, I thought was uncalled for um, oh, and yeah. not and really not worth talking about. But like, guys, get over yourselves. Like, yeah, you have something cool, but that doesn't mean the rest of us have to bow to your feet. Um, but yeah, like I think it, I think it's cool what they have going on in Detroit. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't, me. I don't think. Oh, right? the only other thing I would have is we do have a couple of lasting WPA structures in Minnesota. Millaca's former city hall, an elementary school in Rockville, the State Fair 4-H building, and Highway 100 being notable examples, according to the Star Tribune. So, WPA examples still around today. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty interesting time in American history. And we have reminders of that. So there is your message from Mr. Sam. Yeah, Mr. Sam's taught me something because I didn't know what WPA was. So there you go. You got, Class you guys, session. I don't know if you guys had something similar. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I also have no idea. I would have to research that after post-pod. But speaking of research, should we talk about that was the nil draw. How how is yeah, what, that a segue? It's historical head to head of Dallas. There was some <laughs> research. I wrote okay, some notes. That's your head to head. Say, speaking of history, our historical head to head regarding our next opponent, FC Dallas, is that's your segue. Fine. Fine. Okay. Uh, the seg the segue is yeah. That, there you go. Thank you for my segue, Sam. Historical head to head. Uh, we have played. Dallas, what, 17 times now. Uh, the head-to-head -head is actually wrong as well, I, I might point out, for FB ref, because it counts our one-all draw where we lost on penalties in the first round as a draw, which it was not. We, we lost. So we are seven wins, three draws, seven losses. We have scored one less goal than FC Dallas. And the, the interesting fact is that in the first 10 games, nine of them were won by the home team. So real MLS home team advantage. Everyone basically got it done. The one team that didn't get it done was us uh, <laughs> at TCF Bank when we lost 1-0. And we had a 2XG and they had 8.3 back in 2018. Classic. Uh, however, in the last seven games, only one has been won by the home team which was the aforementioned first round of the MLS playoffs on penalties. 
all the other games have been uh, draws or won by the away team. So, yeah, went from home field advantage to absolutely not home field advantage. And it must be pointed out, in the last seven games, we've played at Toyota Stadium five of them. So, we don't play at home very often anymore. That's weird. Yeah. It definitely is. <laughs> Aren't we supposed to get them we, a home and away? Yeah, yeah. I mean, 2021, we played them three times, but we played them twice away. Okay. And then 2022, we played them three times, also twice away. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah, we've we've played them three times, three times, and then twice. And for some reason, we don't get an equal standing of home games. But meh, that's how it is. Yeah, and that was a team that we played a lot in 2020 as well. When you just yeah, played the same teams them, over uh, and over. Yeah, we played them three times, but we played them twice at our home. So that was the that was the difference there. But yeah, also we like I said, 17 games, tying Sporting Kansas City, the aforementioned Sporting Kansas City, for the most against any club in MLS team history. So we uh, we play them and SKC a lot. A lot, a lot. All the time. Well, Stat Daddy, is it time for another episode <laughs> of What a Stat with Justin? Yeah, welcome back to the do, show. Do, do, uh, do. We need a theme song. <laughs> we have a theme uh, so, song. It's at the start of the show. So I, uh, so I, I was looking into our goal differential. Uh, so doing this historical Why? head-to-head stuff, <laughs> doing this historical head-to-head stuff, it just seems often like we're we're pretty close to our our teams that we play, right? Like. You know that's kind of how it's been the last few years. We're pretty, yeah. pretty close to zero for our goal differential because we don't and score I was many. And we don't allow yeah. many. Makes sense. We don't yeah. score many. We don't allow many. Uh, so I was just curious. I'm like, what is our what is our historical goal differential? And we are negative or minus thirty one. But that's because those first two seasons were were doozies. We uh, our first season we were minus twenty three. Our second season we were minus twenty two. Uh, then we were plus nine and plus ten, and th- those are the first two years of the podcast. Remember the good old days, Sam, when we scored more goals than we gave up? That was fun. And then, uh, and then the last two years we've been me- negative two, negative three, and this year we are we are currently even. Uh, I was just curious to see, you know, like where where those numbers came from, you know, who kind of has our number. I, I think that there's we all kind of know the we can we know the answer to one of these questions or at least part of it. Um, but I was just curious to see. You know, who are the teams that we have done terrible against? Who are the teams that we've done well against? Um, and, and I found some some fun information. So uh, I wanted to first say... Can I, go, can I go just ahead, go jump ahead, in? Yeah. I, th- this table that you put in, like the top table about each year, how we can go different. It is terrifying to think that in the first season, we had Christian Ramirez score 14 goals, who is still our top goal scorer. And we had a minus twenty three goal difference, and he scored fourteen goals. That is that is our terrifying. defense was trash. Well, trash defense. That's that's yeah. gee, that's sh- my boy Oof. Calvo. My boy Calvo was uh, was was stinking up the place. Man, poor poor old Bobby Shuttleworth had a hundred and forty one goals put in his net. That's we had oof. a different. I mean, I mean, you weren't watching back then, right? Like the joke was is that if we were going to win, it was because we won five to four, right? That that yeah, was how yeah. we played back then. We don't play that way anymore. So I, I, I do think that that's different. Um, you did 
probably, you know, you, you did see probably a little bit more uh, attacking from Minnesota United, but we didn't really focus much on defense at all. So I, I don't know. I, I think I think if you were around watching for those days, that makes a lot of sense is what I'm getting at. Yeah, because we, we haven't really scored more goals. We just let in way less. That's the difference. Like we, we scored 47 and 49 in the first two seasons. And last season we scored 48. Yeah. So we didn't, we haven't really advanced in the goal, goal scoring particularly. But yeah, like you said, the defense is uh, way better. So Justin, what, what you're asking for us is that there are teams, there are two teams in which we have very negative goal differential against three, three teams. There's three, three teams, teams where we have a, a negative goal differential of significant number. So I, I see right. negative 31. I see negative 36. So negative 36 is against three teams. So thir- negative 31 is the all time, right? So that's, that's all of our games together. Oh, okay. Okay. Negative ne- minus 36 of that though. Like, so we have a negative 36 goal differential with these three teams. That's the question Ooh. I'm asking. You. Oh, so, okay. What are, so one of them is negative the 18. Three... One is negative 10. One's negative eight. Correct. Okay. So we suck. We suck against these teams. Okay. Okay. And I want, I want, I could, I bet you, I think you guys can go for three for three. So I'll just step back for a second. I want you guys to think about what are your three teams. Is it, is this a team game? Can we collaborate yeah, here? You, you guys are together. Okay. You're just, you okay. can't look at anything. So I want well, you guys I think, to discuss. Sam, I think the minus 18 has to be Seattle because we are so trash against Seattle. I, I mean, do it's, we have to be specific? I, I think Seattle's one of the three. I don't know if Seattle is the you, negative you, eighteen. I, I won't. I won't dock you if you don't have the correct numbers to the right teams. I just want the correct three names. But, but you might be able to guess correctly who who each team is. I, I think one is Seattle. I think, I think one is Atlanta. And one is one is someone that we can't have played many times because to have only scored four and let in twelve. We haven't played Atlanta very many times. Okay. That, that's why I think one is probably Atlanta, because we lost and big. 17? We lost big to them one time, and we lost to them in the U.S. Open Cup. Though this might be just MLS. I don't know. I think one is Atlanta. I think one is Seattle. Um, I think the other one is Portland. Are we minus? Who do we score a lot against? But actually, they score more than us. Like minus. Like I would think Atlanta is the four and twelve. I think Seattle is the nine and twenty-seven because I think we talked about this when the Seattle game was on. How terrible we are against Seattle! Maybe we just don't score. Maybe Portland is that middle one where they've scored. Portland thumped us at least once, but we've also had some luck against Portland. So maybe Portland is the is the negative ten. But have we played Portland enough times that we are confident that we'd scored seventeen goals? I guess. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah, all right. I'll go Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, Portland, Atlanta, I think. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Those are your answers? Yeah. Yeah, how do we do? All right, so negative 18. That's Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. (laughs) I knew that. We talked about it because we are so bad. Uh, Four and 12. That is Atlanta. You're right. We've only played them four times. Yeah. And they have four goals. Or we have four goals and they have 12. Uh, you guys, you guys mentioned Portland. They are actually we're we're minus one against Portland. Okay, so not bad. Um, and we actually have a winning record against them. We're we're six wins, 
four draws or two draws, excuse me, and four losses. So, so is the negative Take 10, that, is that Lily. Dallas? Uh, negative 10 is sporting Kansas city. Oh, how many, remember how many podcasts we've talked yeah. about them? Just like, uh, how wrecking can it us? be Dallas? We just, we just said we're minus one against Dallas. It's in the attention. notes. It's you so, know, I don't read those. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I had, I had a suspicion that it was someone we played a lot. Yeah. But, and it's okay. sporting Kansas city. So maybe we can start chipping away at that though. though now, now that they're, they're trash. But again, yeah. last year, I think they still were good against us last year, even if they were bad. Yeah. So, um, but, oh yeah, it's it's because they always score like two or three like every game against us, right? Surely that's yeah okay. But also we we we're plus eighteen against three teams, right? So yeah, so so now same thing, right? So uh, we are plus eighteen. So that's our best our best three goal differentials is plus eighteen. I want you to tell me which are, which teams are those three teams. I do not think. I don't have good faith in you. I don't. I don't even know if you guys can get one out of these three. So is, we'll is is the ten I'll and give you two? Is ten and two? Is that Austin? Didn't we? No, we've never thumped Austin. I, I, we have thumped. Though Justin's giving me the face, like, oh, maybe it was Austin. Is one of them Cincinnati? We have thumped Cincinnati at yeah, least one. Okay, I, that was that was my second thought. And and just say yes or no. Is is one Cincinnati? First guess, Cincinnati. Yes, Cincinnati is the 10 and 2. Okay. Yeah, okay. So we we have played them four times. Yeah, I was going to say it's not we, a lot, we have, right? We have 10 goals, four and two against. Yep. 21 and 16, 24 and 19. So again, this is teams that we play a lot. So I would assume one would be I would think that one is Colorado. I'm not going to look at uh, Justin cuz do. we we don't I have think... a history of doing very well against Colorado. So I don't know. Who else is in? I mean, maybe who like else Houston is in a conference. Like maybe Houston. You haven't said the name yet. But Real Salt Lake. Oh, what about uh, Vancouver? Okay, just tell us the <laughs> answer. <laughs> okay, I think it's. So, hold on, hold on. I think it would probably be <laughs> Vancouver and only if you count Vancouver like pre-stoppage time. Then we probably have a positive goal differential. But once you add in maybe, stoppage time, which you do. Okay, I'm gonna cut Maybe you guys San out. San Jose as well. I think it's so, might be San Jose. So you now you've said all the names. You, I think you've said most teams in the MLS. So that, <laughs> yeah, of course. One I, Sam and I, Sam and I's teachers like we like process elimination is not. Uh, I'm not gonna accept. Yeah, I'm not gonna accept that. Um, so uh, the the first plus five, the 21 uh, four and 16 against is Real Salt Lake. Uh, so we we are five wins, five draws, and three losses against them. So it's not. Super great, uh, but we have a plus five goal differential against them. Go us. Um, and the other one, the 24-4 and 19 against is San Jose Earthquakes. And again, we are five wins, two draws, and five losses. So, <laughs> yeah, bizarre. yeah I, it just is the way it is. Uh, okay, last one, and we won't take eight years to, to answer this one. So there's one team that we are even with. What team do you think we are completely even with? And I'll tell Charlotte. you that it's uh, we have we have twenty goals for and twenty goals against against this team. We've played them fifteen times, but we are this and this might be the giveaway. We have won seven, we have drawn four, and we have lost four. So we though we are even with this squad, we have their number. Houston, it's Houston. Yeah, yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, we. I'm looking at the, the just the the distribution of this data, and uh, we 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 like to stick towards the middle. Uh, most of our most of our differentials are are between uh, plus two and minus two, uh, with with some outliers outside of that. But yeah, we we're we're, we're pretty middle of the road team. Yeah, I don't know if we should be happy or sad about this, but. <laughs> But maybe we'll be able to get some work done on this uh, Sporting Kansas City number. Well, and well, so it's, and it would be nice to have those same stats if we took away 2017 and 2018, right? Because those were different. Those were different years. We were playing differently back then. So, all right, we got also, ten minutes. We got ten minutes to speed run the yeah. last the rest of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it is interesting to see the massive differential in games played between the West and the East. Like we just barely play the East ever. Yeah. No, that was a fun concept. Um, yeah, like I like that. We should do trivia again sometime and like get like visual. Yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 just on air production meeting. I'm just trying to think about how to make that more interactive <laughs> uh, with the listeners because I thought that I thought that that was fun. We could do like the stat daddies deep dive. Like that could be a game that we could play. People, stat, people could stat daddy's deep dive people could play stat, along do, do, at home do, do, do. that could be like your version of uh k fans initials right like stat daddy's deep dive there you go stat daddy's deep dive brought to you by huntington bank it's also a tongue twister <laughs> <laughs> we we both said stat daddy which stat daddy. is that is that do you think the lead singer of creed calls himself stat daddy i think <laughs> he should yeah uh, Justin, I'll take pad, a. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a. Who is Seattle for five hundred? <laughs> we should get James right. to grow a soul patch. Now we have nine minutes left. Okay. Speed run. Let's Absolutely go. Absolutely okay. not. So tell us about this lineup, Sam. Yeah. So according to Andy Greeter, Luis Amaria replaces Mender Garcia at the number nine versus FC Dallas on Sunday at Allianz Field. Bangi Lungwane, Sang Bing Jung in the middle, and Robin Lud, third straight game with that attacking midfield trio. Captain Will Trap in for Kervin Ariaga, who is out with a hamstring. Yeah, so our lineup, okay, was Dane St. Clair in the sticks. As always, it was our normal back line of Kamar Lawrence, Mickey Tapias, Michael Boxall, and DJ Taylor. And then, yeah, we just described the midfield and the attacking four, right? Hassani Dotson and Will Trap in the midfield, Lungwane, Sang Bing Jung, and Robin Lud in the attacking midfield, Luis Amaria up top. There we have it. There were a couple of subs. We had Franco Fragapane come in for Hassani Dotson in the 64th minute. And then we had Mendra Garcia come in for Sang Bing Jung in the 70th minute. That shifted our lineup to a 4-4-2. So there you have it. Um, yeah, the game. The game. If no one scores a goal, did they even play the game? <laughs> Hey, we tried really hard to score a goal, though. It was, I, we, we can't talk about, you know, the whole, you know, conversation on the group chat uh, because we got a little, we got a little PG-13 at some points, but it was all because of our frustrated. PG-13, you made a reference team. to American Pie. You made a reference to American Pie, not me. Well, you made a reference and then I related it to American Pie. Sure. Fair enough. Uh, but. Yeah, this game was just a lot of us trying really hard to score and not doing it. Uh, if you look at the momentum chart, our mountains are... We have way many, way more mountains than uh, FC Dallas does. Uh, so that's frustrating. 
Um, looking at the stats, you guys can kind of peek at them real quick. We won't spend too much time. Uh, you know, we, we won a lot of the stats again. We just didn't win the game. I know that we can look at this and be super frustrated, but uh, I think that this is just another reminder of how good our defense is, uh, that we were able to take a team like Dallas who has a lot of firepower, Paul Areola, Jesus Ferreira. These, these are great players that, that can't do anything against us. So um, it would be great to win, uh, but we can take some excitement and some, some positivity out of the fact that we have a really good defensive team. We just need to find a way to get the ball in the dang net. <laughs> Um, so I had a couple of stats that I wanted to point out that were pretty notable for me. Okay. So accurate long balls has been something we've talked about a lot. Uh, we had a very good game for this stat measure. Uh, we had 35 completions and that's 61%. Uh, that would be, that would be the same as I know it's averages, right? But, but Atlanta United, they, they have 35.4 game and they convert 58.6 percentage points. So I guess comparing that to the best team in the league, right? We had a, an amazing game for accurate long balls. Uh, so that's just something I hope that we can continue, continue to see growth on, you know, spreading out the field, finding ways to get those explosive attacks, allowing chances for Bongi, allowing chances for whoever to get these breakaways that we're seeing. And let's just hope that in the future they can, again, find a way to get the goal in the net. Uh, pause, I guess. I can. Any questions about that stat? No. And was it you that was talking earlier about just uh, Kervin Arriaga's completion percentage in long balls? Was that you? Uh, so I've talked about Mickey Tapias before. Okay. I think that was also a, a listener pointed that out for us on Twitter. Okay. Um, but but also Kervin does a great job with those balls yeah, as well. Yeah, because I was going to say he wasn't even playing. Correct. So, uh, that was, so that was a promising thing to see for me. Um, as I'm trying to kind of learn about more advanced stats. Uh, I did also look into our season stats just to kind of peek at those and see how we're progressing as the year goes on. So now we're nine games in. Uh, we are still last place in possession, even though we went 50-50 against Dallas. Uh, we have 42.9% possession. Uh, that is that is a 1.1% worse than Nashville, who's right behind us. So there's a lot of teams with 44 point something, and we have 42.9. Uh, last year, we were 25th with 45.5. So we are a worse possession team than we were last year. So that's a bummer. Another stat that's really bumming me out looking at is our shots on target per match. Uh, we are tied for 25th with shots with 3.3 uh, with shots on target per match. Oof. And we are only we are only converting at a five four five point four percent rate. So that means that we're taking a shot and it's on target. Uh, that's that's not great. Um, or no, sorry, that, does that mean that's a goal? Maybe that's what that means, right? You take a shot and it's a goal. Correct. Shot conversion. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I looked though, and there are there are only five teams that have a worse shot conversion rate than us: Austin FC, LA Galaxy. Uh, Colorado Rapids, New York Red Bulls, and Sporting Kansas City—they they are they are converting 1.7 percent of their shots wow. right now. So, at least we're not them. Uh, but our shot conversions are not great. Uh, I guess kind of the good news is is that last year we weren't good at this either. Uh, so we were 22nd. We were 22nd with 4.1. So you know we're we're almost a shot off of that average, which isn't great. Um, but the, the counter argument to that last year was though that we, we, we converted 8.0% of our, our shots. So 
Um, hopefully we can score more goals. Hopefully that'll lead to wins, right? That's, I guess that's the hope from seeing this information. Something that was really cool to see is that we are 29th in fouls per match. I know that we complained so much last year about the, just the stupid fouls every game. It felt like we were, you know, stupid fouls, dumb yellow cards, but we are last place. We huh. have the we are the least you know fouling what? team. <laughs> yeah, because we don't have right. Because we don't have right. That's why we're the least fouling team. But I. But isn't that crazy, right? What? Like, like. So yeah. so in comparison, though, uh, what's funny is like so Dallas, the team we just played, so they're nineteenth with eleven point four fouls per game, but they are tied for first with yellows. They have twenty seven yellow cards already. Dallas does, and we have sixteen. So we are. We're twenty third in yellows, so so we're 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 bottom you know bottom of the league in fouls against and pretty low to the bottom in yellows per game. So th- that's awesome to see. That's that's getting us. We're, we're not having dumb situations. We're not talking about whether or not a guy is going to be out the next game like last year. So that's good. You, you know you know why? Because we had we committed four hundred fouls last year, of which fifty of them were Emmanuel Renoso. So. We we lost like <laughs> what one eighth of our entire foul count, <laughs> which is so, a lot considering a lot. he doesn't play the six role, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, Robin Lodd was second with forty four, and Will Trap was at thirty four. Although it must be said that Reynoso drew eighty right. of the three hundred and fifty fouls. So there's there's that as yep. well. Yep. Like, uh, two two other that. stats I want to point out that, that are cool for me to see. I've talked about interceptions before, but we're still high up in interceptions. We are second with with 13.4 interceptions per match, right behind FC Cincinnati, who has 13.8. Um, that's a huge improvement for last year where we only had 10.6. So hopefully that can continue to improve. You know, It's a sign of a good, uh, aggressive defense. We're finding ways to get in those passing lanes and intercept the ball. Um, and then, as we've talked about before, we're we're very good at not conceding goals. We are still tied for fifth uh, with 0.9 goals per game. Uh, last year, I, I know this is the whole season, right? But last year, we were tied for 12th with 1.5 goals against per game. So, you know, our defense is fantastic. Now the offense just, just needs to find a way. Righto. Yeah, and if we take a real quick look at the table, we are seventh. Uh, yeah, which means we're in the playoff positions because nine out of 14 make playoffs. So not that hard. Like I said, we are three, three and three with eight and eight and zero goal difference. So we're pretty uniformly numbered across the board. We have Vancouver next. Uh, and we are one point behind Houston and one point above Portland and Vancouver. Yeah, and we do have. OK, so like I would say. There, there are a decent amount of teams that have already played 10 games. We've played nine games. So quite a few of the teams that are above us. So we're in seventh. Four teams above us have played 10 games. Of those four teams, I'm just looking at the table right now. Of those four teams, at least two of them, if we were to win our next game, we would pass them in the standings. So FC Dallas being one of them, they're at 15 points. And San Jose Earthquakes also at 15 points. So if we, well, I guess we would match them in the standings, not pass them. I'm the history guy, not supposed to be doing the math. All right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say? I got to go get the kids, but 
No, uh, up next is, uh, like I said, it's Vancouver, Sunday the 7th of May. Sunday, sorry, Saturday the 6th of May. Time zone. Saturday the 6th of May. Uh, yeah, I might be post-loons Ooh. if I get up at 4.30 in the morning to watch this game. Like, you've so talked to him or are you just expecting that he'll open you up with open arms? Because he's he's big shot now. He goes to He goes to the press conferences. I mean, he's getting, he's big- getting shouts out for his tweets, yeah. right? Like the tweets that I sh- that we shared in this podcast. Like, I saw well, some big name people retweeting it. You, you got you got to talk, Mister Mister uh, Big Shot. Messaged me actually, um, which was about the Portland game. So that's actually in a few weeks. Ah, okay. So not this game. Not this game. <laughs> not this game. Also four thirty though. Uh, yeah, man, I don't get it. Why are all these games on at like two thirty or four thirty? Like, I really don't like that about Apple. But that's another gripe. Because there's like three people in Europe that watch these games. (laughs) I mean, people also aren't happy it started at 8.30 on a Sunday, man. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that was the opportunity to be on FS1. Whatever. Yeah, it was. Whatever. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. They got got some work. I mean, I love the coverage, but they they got a little bit of work to do. All right. We got to get going. Everyone, oh, hey, quick shout out to whoever sent me that Hey hey There Delilah clip. That was really funny. I laughed really, really hard. Um, I think we should actually play it the next time we have a loss. We'll play that to kind of cheer people up. I can't get into my Twitter account at the moment. My login wasn't working, so I don't remember. There's a lot of that. Twitter is is having a moment. That's not you. Okay, so I don't remember the person's name, but someone sent me a really funny Hey There Delilah clip. And I laughed very hard. And I just appreciate that person. We will play it on the show next time we need a little pick-me-up. All right, guys. Peace out. Pot on your loons. Peace out. Pot on your loons. Peace.